0: Mental health is a huge issue, not just for kids, but even for parents. And parental mental health is extremely important because as parents, unless we are mentally healthy, we won't be able to be the most effective at parenting and handle all of the challenges.
1: Are there days you feel you've had it with the sleepless nights, the temper tantrums, the constant fatigue of trying to keep up with an active baby? Does it feel like you're always working so hard as a parent, trying to do everything for your kids and family, and yet it never feels enough? We get it. You love your child more than anything, and yet parenting is also exhausting and challenging, especially when you're bombarded with criticism and pressure to be the perfect parent, which, spoiler alert, does not exist. That's why we created Discerning Parenting, the podcast that helps you cut through the noise and focus on what truly matters in your parenting journey. This podcast is jam packed with valuable insights and practical tips specifically tailored for parents of kids age five and below. So join us and discover how you can use the combined power of science, knowing your child and your own intuition in making the best parenting decisions for you and your family.
0: day I invited a good friend of mine whom I've known for over 20 years and she was actually my classmate in medical school and she graduated from the University of the Philippines in BS psychology and that's also where she got her doctor of medicine degree. Afterwards she finished her psychiatry residency at Wayne State University Detroit Medical Center and she is an earth lover, an artist, an author, a learning parent, and a student for life. These are words that people have used to describe her. And of course, she is also a mom. I'm very proud to introduce to you today my classmate from medical school, who is now a psychiatrist. And her work spans across cultures and borders. And she works with parents also on mental health issues. Dr. Julie aureliano Kular, Hi, Dr. Ang. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, it's so nice to see you. This is sort of like a reunion because we actually haven't seen each other in person since medical school graduation. <laughs> I know. It is it, such a weird but great feeling really to connect with really you after two decades. Yeah, that's true. And <laughs> I'm so happy to know that our values and our missions seem to have aligned. Absolutely. It's so exciting.
2: Really happy to see that you're doing what you're doing. And I really feel honored that you're inviting me to be part of your work.
0: (laughs) Thank you. Oh, and I forgot to mention that Dr. Aureliano is actually also an author. She has written a very beautiful children's book about the love between moms and their kids and I read the book and I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Dr. Julie, I just like to ask, I'd love to know what made you decide to focus on mental health and train in psychiatry and do the work that you're doing now. Remember in, in
2: University of the Philippines, we used to have patients come to the ER, emergency patients, and usually they were the ones who were psychotic or schizophrenic and looking back, actually, that was the first experience. Those first experiences were the ones that really piqued my interest. And I was so interested in how they thought, you know, how they were feeling. And years later, I I realized that it was actually, it's a very odd for a psychiatrist probably to say this, but there was a fascination and admiration for how they Seem to be free, although they, I know they are struggling, suffering, you know, but their mind just kind of made it work by compartmentalizing. So that kind of really made me interested in mental, how the mind works. So that was the one major thing. Second thing is depression. I personally have an experience with depression and some of my family members as well. And I think that was like a, a point, a personal point of interest for me. I wanted to understand how to be happy, how to help people be happy. And I think that was essentially what drove me to take on psychiatry as residence. And somehow I felt like if I did that, I would be contributing the most as a doctor. So that was just the start. And of course, all the other reasons followed. Like, I know we've talked about like being a mom and how they kind of evolved the way we practice and our focus.
0: Thanks, Judy, for sharing that. Since we were in medical school, mental health has become an even bigger problem. So what are the common reasons why parents would need support on mental health?
2: There are many, many reasons. If we focus on parents, you know, as parents, we understand it's a very, very important role we're playing in the lives of our children. And with that comes a big responsibility, and of course, with big responsibility comes a lot of energy. I believe parents need support because it's hard to do everything alone, although sometimes, you know, falls on the primary caregiver to just do everything. But it's near impossible. You know, we're we're a society built on communities, and it's just impossible to do everything all our, on our own. Also... This is something that I've come to understand about parenting is that it's a skill, just like any other job, we need to actually learn how to be a parent.
0: I'm glad you pointed this out, Dr. Julie, because a lot of people think that parenting should come naturally to them. And if they start struggling with parenting, they think, what's wrong with me? I love this child so much. Why am I having a hard time? Absolutely. And, you know,
2: I think nobody is immune from that feeling like, why am I not getting it right? Because everybody who came before me, who was a parent did it, you know, and why am I struggling? <laughs> I think in this day and age two, we're, we're more open to talking about our struggles as parents. And it used to be in past generations. It's just not something that you openly talk about. So that there's also that gap, you know, that we think maybe they got everything right and I didn't. But thinking about this question too, I thought it's a skill because I I feel like as human beings, we are wired to understand how to help our kids survive, you know, which is like we feed them, we protect them, you know, but, and we love them, of course, that's all very innate. But, but the nurturing, nurturing is like different from helping them survive, you know, and I think that is, is different in our evolution, I feel like it's all about survival until we reach this point in our consciousness as human beings that, oh, we have feelings too. And we're here to grow and develop to the best human
0: being possible, you know? So that's something that is very unique to human beings. This is something new that just recently came up in our evolution. So it's not yet innate,
2: yeah. Absolutely. I feel like, you know, everything else is kind of like, you can like pull it from, from your genes. you know? But that nurturing, it's just kind of like new in our evolution.
0: That's really very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And and you mentioned something about maybe before they seemed to not be struggling with parenting. But maybe they did have those struggles, but they just weren't sharing it. And there wasn't social media back then. So you just have hindsight. And maybe in hindsight, they forgot about all of those struggles already. Yeah, and times have also changed. So from back then, from previous generations to today. So are there factors today that are making parenting more difficult? So can you
2: ask a question about that question? So is it based on like in the modern world? Is that about? Yeah, so something
0: like are there changes in our world today that are making parenting more difficult? Like I see that parents seem to be facing more pressure To be the perfect parents because there's social media, Uh there's a lot more confusion. Uh, Maybe the presence of gadgets, how we have gadgets with us all the time. But also the stress and Mm. pressure that parents are facing.
2: Yeah, yeah. Okay, I I understand the question. Yeah. So it's sort of like a double-edged sword, right? Like all the information that we're getting in this day and age because it's just everything is present in Google uh, yeah. social media so we can get so much helpful information but also very confusing information and the the word you're using discerning it's yeah. really it's really very apt for parents because how do you discern which information is really suited for you and your family and a lot of times when you're a new parent there's a lot of self-doubt and fear you know And sometimes when we're not rooted in our authentic self and who we are, we kind of lose track of what is true for us and what would really work for us. Um, And that's where the discernment kind of like gets put to the side. So as a, a parent, it's really, really important that we work on ourselves. I read it somewhere also, I think on your website, you know, you know yourself or you know your kid the best, right? So based based on who you are, you get to decide. It's not like, it's more like from inside out rather than outside in that you're letting that information kind of like filter it that way. Yeah, that's
0: true. Thank you for uh, talking about the importance of becoming a discerning parent because that's really one of our missions, which is to help parents make better parenting decisions so that they can be calmer and enjoy parenting more and be less stressed and, We do this by helping them make good decisions based on science, based on what science has discovered about child development or brain development. Right, absolutely. So what are everyday good mental health practices that you would recommend? Everyday good mental health
2: practices. As a parent, we often focus on what our child needs. So if we look at Everything that we're giving our child, we actually need everything that we're giving them. So we kind of just turn it around. I was trying to think of a way to kind of summarize that. F-F-F-F-F-S-S. Food. Hmm. We always want to nourish our kids with food that would help them be healthy. And as moms, sometimes we put our own food needs aside. You know, you rush through and just eat the junk food and stuff. But that's really very essential for us to, to nourish ourselves that way feelings I say with our parenting now especially positive parenting we are more aware that of recognizing our children's feelings and as parents you know that's very very essential like checking in with yourself especially in difficult times like what am I feeling and really kind of just putting that in in your awareness kind of like how you would validate a child I am really feeling overwhelmed right now i am really feeling sad i'm feeling like the worst mom right now you know and just really acknowledging even happy feelings you know happy or sad or positive and negative fun that would be the next f we see our kids always want to have fun and play and we kind of lose that in parenting so it has to be fun for us too, you know if we are not having fun with our kids, our kids are not having fun. So
0: Yeah, that's we, true. I'm glad you mentioned fun as a need. A lot of parents think that fun is a luxury and fun is something that you do after you've already done everything else. But it is actually essential for healthy brain development. And yes, you're essential right. for <laughs> our own mental health too as parents.
2: Absolutely. It's yeah, and we just we kind of just forgot, you know, because life got serious (laughs) but yeah it's so essential to have fun you're right and s for sleep kids need to sleep and we do too (laughs) we cannot underestimate the need for rest Um, oh the second s oh support so we all need support and you know We recognize how our child needs so much support in everything, in every stage of their life. And who's supporting the supporter? Gotta make sure that you are meeting that need. And then third S, spirit. There is this, whatever nourishes your spirit, I think we kind of forget, you know, as a mom, sometimes it's all about being a mom or a dad. And your, your essence, as a person, as a your own spirit kind of gets pushed aside. So I would say spend some time just being you and doing you, whatever that means, you know, and one of the most important tools you can use is breathe, breathing like breath work, just getting in touch with your calm, parasympathetic nervous system and kind of support that, whether it be Listening to a song or taking a walk. You know, it's really so different for everybody, but you, you kind of have to figure out what works best for your spirit.
0: Wow, that's really a very helpful acronym for us to remember. So that's food and feelings, feelings, fun, fun. yeah, <laughs> and su- support. Yeah, sleep. And sleep and spirit. Spirit. <laughs> yeah. Wow, it's something that we often forget during yeah. our hectic lives. Or even if we remember them, sometimes it feels easier said than done because I'm sure you've experienced this as a parent. Maybe you don't even have time to poop. So where are you going to get all the time to do all of that or you can barely find enough time to let's say do everything that needs to be done around the house so you try to squeeze your food or your meal into uh, five five minutes i remember i don't know if you remember uh, julie how in medical school i i really eat very 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 slowly and then after i gave birth i didn't have so i just had to finish in like five to ten minutes and then even my husband was surprised i my husband said (laughs) She eats slow. How come she can eat fast now? So, you see what you can do as a parent, right? <laughs> even the busy life of medical school fails in comparison to the vis- busy life of a parent. Oh, I understand. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, this really isn't something that we can do alone. Because if we are just trying to do this parenting thing by ourselves, there's hmm. no way that we can do... All of this while still doing what we need to do as a parent. Yeah. Yes. Sure. A lot of times I, I get asked something like, mm-hmm. how can I do all of this when I have a full-time job, I'm taking yeah. care of several kids, and taking care of the needs of my family sometimes, even the needs of the extended family. Mm-hmm. And then how do I stay patient? And I yeah. tell them, I wish I could give you tips. I mean, there are tips all over the internet, like how to do it all, how to manage your time, how to be more yeah. productive. And yeah. If you're really doing too much. Yes. Uh, it doesn't matter what time management tips you do or how productive you right. are, you right. really are going to get stressed. So, I guess another is to prioritize <laughs> and to focus oh, huh? so, yeah. oh yeah oh my gosh yes yeah <laughs> you're right and that's also one of the things that we want to do in discerning parenting we want to help parents focus because a lot of parents get stressed over trying to meet some expectations that if you look at it are not mm-hmm. really based on science are not really developmentally yeah. appropriate so we help them focus like what the science say that you and your kids really need right now for example, during early childhood, what they need most is connection.
1: So,
0: mm-hmm. If people were made to feel that you need to focus on academics and mm-hmm. maybe filling up every moment of their time and entertaining them, if we focus on creating that connection, it will take a load off your mental health.
2: Yes, yes, for sure. We are very fortunate to have science, right? To really guide us. And it's not really there to put pressure on us. We We kind of have to like, yeah see it in that way Nah, it's a guide yeah
0: Yeah, so I what you're doing is so
2: important (laughs) Dr. Ah.
0: (laughs) Ang thanks and you too now what is the professional help uh may be needed and they may need to seek a professional like like you or another Mm -hmm. mental health professional Yeah. Okay.
2: I'll give you two answers to that. One as a professional, one as a person mom. (laughs) So as a professional, we normally advise the signs to look out for like, are you too overwhelmed? Are you feeling just inadequate, not sleeping well, not eating well, just feeling like you're giving up? Those are sort of like signs of depression when your anxiety is really high, when you can't stop worrying and you can't really do the things that normally you could do. Sometimes you don't feel like life is worth living or that people are better off without you. No, you're having thoughts that normally you don't. So those are kind of like really severe warning signs that, okay, I I would really want to seek some help professionally. But as a person and a parent, I've I've come to realize we really don't need to wait for those things to happen. Actually, it's most helpful when we've not reached that point. And because, you know, like we said, like parenting is a skill, we could always learn from it. So I'm just going to speak from my personal experience, because there was even a thinking in my head, you know, I'm a doctor, I'm a psychiatrist, I should know this, I should know how to be a mom, you know. And And of course, some of it, I know some of it not. And I really, I really had to come face to face with, you know what? Nobody really taught this to me. And I really want to know more, you know? So there, there, there's that humility that has to come in with it too, and acceptance that, you know, we all need help. And then with that discerning piece that you're talking about as a parent, as a, as a parent, one of the things that I feel like we need help with is how do I say this? Sometimes we have to, Cut through the noise. I I read that on your website. You cut through the noise, right? You're giving them some tips. How do you cut through the noise internally? So, because there's like noise externally, right? And then there's internal noise. So part of mental health is really finding your voice and cutting through the noise that you have inherited from other people as you are developing. Because a lot of that isn't you. And a lot of those expectations that you feel like you're not meeting is not you. All those false beliefs that I need to be able to do this. You know, I'm a failure, right? I should know this by now. So can you remind me the, the workshop that you're doing? About, that you positive did with bearing,
0: about positive parenting? The heart healing, yeah. Oh, yes that one yeah. yeah so yeah so that's very very important <laughs> the heart healing yeah
2: as a parent I feel like that heart healing just really cuts through the noise the internal noise sometimes what we think we know about parenting we inherited through the generations yeah. and it's not always the best for our current life and for the life of our child every generation does the best it's it can yeah. right but I think our generation is recognizing more positive ways of parenting. And then sometimes it's so intrinsic that there is an ingrained idea that comes up, especially in difficult moments, like when we get angry at our kids, for example. And so we respond, our gut reaction is we are doing what we experienced when when we were kids. And that's not always the best for our current situation. So like really cutting through that noise and and understanding, oh yeah, you know, forgiving what was done and understanding that was the best that everybody could do. And then really just understanding what is it today that I what What is my own voice saying about the situation that makes sense?
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful what you said. So that means we at the same time, we make peace with the previous generations and yet we recognize that. It may have affected us, like, for example, if we have struggles remaining calm, if we Mm -hmm. default to getting angry during challenging parenting situations, maybe it's something that has been ingrained in us. Yes. 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 Thanks for sharing that. And if you've been wondering about the heart healing method that Dr. Julie mentioned, head over to the Discerning Parenting website. And you'll see their options to get our coaching packages, which would include parent coaching and also the heart healing method. It's an integrative healing method that includes meditative journey that can help us work through. Okay, Uh, can you tell us about your book and how they can order it? It's a beautiful book, and I think it's a book that can help us to remind us of the Mm -hmm. choice of being a parent and if we read it together with our kids it's also an excellent way to connect and bond with our kids oh
2: yeah i believe right now it's just on amazon that was a book that i started when my son was four months old and i finished it when he was five Mm -hmm. our children inspire us to do many things and because of my son i finally embarked on my creative side because I wanted him to have a book that he would take with him at every stage of his life, that would remind him of his childhood, those first five years, and hopefully he would remember that he's loved as unconditionally as I could, because when, you know, we know they'll grow up and be independent, and that's, you know, we really want them to thrive on their own, but I wanted him to get reminded of his his nature, his pure nature. And whenever he's in challenging situations as a grown up, kind of just connect to that, to that love, you know, that no matter what happens, he was loved. I think that's just something that everybody wants to hear and everybody wants to remember. So it's and then I wanted to share it with other people because it's just a universal need. I feel like even if we didn't experience this. As a kid, it's something that we all are. We are all deserving of love, so it's just that, that message.
0: That's so that's so inspiring. So, thank you, and we will link to this in the show notes. Yeah. So, any anything else that you would like to share with the moms or the parents who are listening to this episode?
2: There's so much to say. I don't know. <laughs>
0: Be be really kind to yourself. And I believe that parenting,
2: with all its challenges, is a gift if we see it that way. It's a gift not just for our kids, but for us to understand ourselves and reparent ourselves in parallel with our kids. It's such an opportunity to to forgive ourselves, to forgive other people, forgive our kids, and really just... Use it as a growing experience. We just have to look at it in a positive way because we have to. It just helps us to get through it, right?
0: Thank you, Dr. Julie. And for the parents listening, don't forget to check out the Discerning Parenting website. So that's discerningparenting.com. We have our free parenting toolkit. And we also have courses and programs to help make your parenting journey easier. Thank you, and bye-bye. Bye! Bye.